Ben Lawrence. Paul Goody. Hey, it's uh, the smooth, it dulcet tones of Paul Goody. <laughs> You're on Paul and Ben Late Night. 109.9, a radio station that doesn't exist here. So, as you can tell, At uh, I just took a, a bath. And so I've got what I call my my pro wrestler hair. Look at that. Right? Come on. <laughs> a lot a lot to grab onto when you're about to do a body slam. Is it Brett the Hitman Hart? Is it Randy Macho Man Savage? It's the it's the spirally no. like floppy hair that we all know and love. It's very it's very curly and, and yeah. uh, full of kinks. And you can start seeing the mustache. Yeah, are you just are you just going for the mustache these days, or does it just come in first naturally for you? Um, I'm I'm doing okay. So so as you know, our friend friend of the podcast, uh, Stephen McCandless, has given me a whole bunch of N95 respirators. Yeah, they do not work if I have chin hair. There's a there's a part that pulls down over your chin. If I have chin hair, it slides up. So you need to have you need to have bare skin here in order for it to work. Even this stubble, and, and let's get let's get some sound. Can you hear that, sir? I can't hear, but I'm sure the if you're doing that next to the microphone, the podcast listeners will be able to hear. They it. did hear me hiccup, that's for sure. So, but yeah, that's the big thing is uh, I cannot have the beard and use the the n95 but betty also cannot stand seeing me clean shaven it freaks her out too much (laughs) well you've had the beard for quite some time yeah so we've we've hit upon a compromise the mustache will stay in the the n95 within the bounds of the n95 because because it goes from here to your chin right yeah. Now, I was thinking I could even do a bandito, but I'm not going to because it's too hard for me to even out. So I'm doing I'm doing the mustache and I don't know if you can see it. I'm going to grow the sideburns down here. So it'll I'll have facial hair, but it'll be uh, different. And when you yeah. do uh, video meetings, do, uh, Aval, do you have video meetings Absolutely for the people you work not. with? We do not do video meetings. Really? Yes. Uh, oh wow! Wow, that's a, that sounds unusual. Well, it's it's the reason being we have many many people in most of the meetings I go to, and video actually, if you can imagine, causes uh, more of a lag on the system than if we do audio only. So we've we've taken to doing audio only. A lag on the system. Are you doing some sort of internal video protocol? I don't like. I don't know what you mean. Everybody zooms. Everybody Microsoft Teams. Well, Ben, you know? I I can't go into exactly how things are done, but of course, yes, not. something of that nature. There is a there is a remote meeting capability that we utilize. All right. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is because, uh, fortunately, you don't need to worry about your appearance in terms of like maintaining a professional look for your employers. Absolutely, if you're working from home correct. and you have no video meetings. I, I had a giant beard for a very long time. That was, can I say, professional level. As as though I was doing nothing but growing a beard at that point. So yes. Like that was your job. Exactly. And and if and if they had seen it, they would have said, Hey, wait a second. We're not paying you to grow a beard. Get back to work. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I, I mean know, I was, have Oh sorry, go ahead. Yep. I have video meetings with a lot of different people that I work for, mm-hmm. and I always feel the need to have to like look presentable, even though I my background uh, normally this isn't where I work, but my background is like a couple file cabinets and paper or piles of papers and like a a stack of film equipment. I don't really worry about the background, but you know as long as my hair looks nice and I'm I'm reasonably shaved, and you know wearing a shirt, 
then I feel that, you know, I gotta gotta make a good impression. You know, because I'm a contractor, I'm a freelancer. Yes. You know, I gotta I gotta I gotta impress the people I work with. You gotta, I don't just have a I don't just you gotta have a dress job. better than the people that you go in to see so that they know you mean business. They know I mean business. And you know, and even that though, it doesn't really mean so much. As long as I like deliver on what I promise I'm gonna deliver and it's good work, who cares what I look like? I mean that's kinda how, how my I care my office is as well. Yeah. A lot of it, I mean, that's that's the thing, is that you've got, I'm just going to speak in generalities, Ben, all right? You? The American business, the United States business world that we live in now is kind of torn between the people who are like, we should just be remote all the time now, being in offices is dumb. And the other people are like, well, I can't tell if someone's working if they're not in my office. I don't know what's going on. These young kids with their yeah. YouTubes and their computers and all that. So so it's a fight. It's a it's a fight. They they and when I say they, I mean, the business owners here in uh, the Midwest where I live tried to get a whole. And I know this by talking to other people. As we know, I am 100% remote, but the people that I know who work right here, they tried to bring people in too soon, right? They were like, okay, let's bring everybody in. Everybody, we're, we're all, we, you're supposed to, you're going to be in five days a week now. All the kids are in school yeah. and all that. And then everybody's getting COVID. Our, yeah, I know. Our county is still 50%, uh, 51% unvaccinated. More unvaccinated than vaccinated wow. people. Yeah. And wow. yet we have 100% in classroom schooling. So. Uh, yeah, because if you ignore a problem, it'll go away. That's, that's you know, the yeah the Midwestern mentality. So it's pretty. I, yeah. So I liked working in an office when, when I went into the office. I, uh, I. Uh, contracted for a number of months at a, a large downtown business. That's not the large internet retailer right. that uh, we often talk about, but it's a different a different one on the end of the alphabet spectrum. And oh, wait, I, I don't know. Wait, oh, actually, that really, that 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 had a bit of a double meaning because Alphabet's the name of Google's parent company, but this has nothing to do with Google. I, or its, I figured it's it's a, a companies. I don't. I but don't anyway, like this new. So, uh, really quick. Uh, Jennifer downloaded a new version of Audacity, and it's really nice. But whenever I peek now, it draws a red line that shows me that I peeked, and I hate it. Oh, is this the new um, uh, uh, privacy? Uh, uh, what do they call it? Spyware Audacity? Oh, is it? Maybe, yeah. Because I know that a new version of Audacity doesn't do so good when it comes to privacy controls. Hmm. But going back, going yeah, back go ahead. To, you, you, to, to the working, thing that you were talking about. Working in an office yes. as a contractor, working in an office was actually pretty great because when you're freelance and you work, you know, from home, I work here at the theater. Um, you miss out on things like free food in the break in the break room. You know, uh, um, not having to make your own coffee. Yeah. This was a large business and you didn't like it wasn't like, you know, everybody's got to take a turn buying and making the coffee. This they had people doing that for you. That's what I was going to ask is I I was like are you saying that there is a barista in the office? They had a whole like section of a floor devoted to coffee. It, wow. They had like a game room that they had a jam room i not probably if you know who this company is i'm probably giving it away but they had a whole jam room where it was just like it was a soundproof room they had an electronic drum kit some guitars other various instruments and you could just like stop working for 20 minutes get get some friends and go down and jam for a while they had a candy wall for god's sake my goodness god i miss i miss the candy wall man oh my skin doesn't, but i do wait no I'm still trying to figure out who it is. You'll tell me after the after the show, right? I'll tell you after the show. Okay. I will not tell I've you after the show. I never before. talk to you about anything, Ben. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I kind of do miss going into the office just because of all the free crap you got. Yeah. It, I didn't. I didn't care for like 
interacting with people. I don't really need that sort of energy. I will say, however, that I, I am a productive mofo when in the office compared to when I'm not in an office. Really? Because I, 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 I get distracted really easily, and I can alt-tab over to Facebook or Twitter like nobody's business. But if I'm in an office and people are looking at my screen, then I don't do that. I am the exact opposite. I do not uh, work well in an office because I'm listening to what all the other conversations. And Jennifer will mention this uh, to me sometimes, too. I won't listen to the person that I'm actually talking to, but I will hear all of the conversations around me. <laughs> we'll be oftentimes Jennifer and I'll be out eating and I'll be like, oh, man, that's too bad. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, well, he says he's going to go to work instead of going to this date night thing that they had planned because he's got some sort of a meeting. She is not happy about it. And she's like, who? And I'm like, well, oh, those guys over there. You know, that kind of thing. Because yeah. she is not she is not clocking those conversations. But no, what when I was in uh, working in an office, I always had headphones on because I have to listen to what I'm doing. Oh right. So yeah. I did. I couldn't. I couldn't get distracted by uh, talking other people talking in the office. But you also can't listen to podcasts. Correct. I also can't listen to podcasts. My my podcast consumption is probably one of the lowest in America of those who actually do subscribe to podcasts. So I can't tell you what I do, but I can tell you how I work, Ben. And let me let me tell you, it's great. Uh, I recommend this to anybody who has a uh, hard time, uh, like. Like a, um, what do you call it? Uh, imposter syndrome kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm not good at my job, whatever. I write down what my job is and I write down what I do. And I write down tasks on just a, a notepad. You know, notepad in, in Word. Just open up Word. Have your task written down in a notepad. And whenever I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing again? I just start at the top and I go through all my duties. And I'm like, okay, did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? And it. It is really great because when the time, by the time I get to the end of my list, I know that there's nothing that I forgot. Whereas before I started doing this, a day or two could go by and all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, I haven't done X, Y, or Z for three days. And I should, you know, especially if it's stuff that you need to keep on, on, on keep track of. It's not a bad uh, idea to, to, to do that, to make the list. And then if you do forget something, you put it on the list and then you're good. I actually do a similar system. I have a, uh, a pages document in my iCloud that I can access and edit from both home and work. And that's my, that's my to-do list. And it's, it's, it's actually, uh, you know, itemized by company. Cause I have, yep. you know, different, different clients that I work for and, you know, and, uh, and thing, and it's my it's it's taken over the place of my uh, notepad that I used to keep by my desk. Yeah, see, I used to have a whiteboard, and now I don't have a whiteboard because I'm <laughs> you. I mean, that's a basement. that's a choice. That's a you choice, though. You can buy one and put one up if you want. Eh, I I I don't like putting anything on my wall. I'm a renter, so I don't like uh, messing with. Uh... <laughs> Paul, I've seen the houses you rent. I, this is a. You could probably put actually, a whiteboard up. <laughs> actually, you've seen you've seen this house. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I have seen that house. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I don't know. I I'm. We we are not going to leave until Betty graduates. This is something that we've discussed. Uh, we've discussed just like what what Betty's academic situation would be like if she was in Seattle. Because in Seattle, it's very easy to get lost in the system. Whereas here, the school is uh, very responsive. And they they care. She, uh, You know, they're friends. They're friends now, which is nice. Friends are important. Yeah. So, so waiting you you, until you later to, to do any sort of moving. And there's, a, there's an idea that the, that the house is too small now for everything we want to do. But I feel like the real problem is I'm not cleaning the house enough. And that if I were to clean the house and organize it and everything, it wouldn't be too. Because I think of, I think of uh, Chris Compte. Shout out to Chris Compte. His house, much smaller than this house, but not, not empty, for sure. I have. Uh, not, I don't think I've been to Chris's current house. Oh, I don't know his current house. I when he had an apartment, uh, and 
We we got remember when we had the flood at our house? Yes. No, yes. So for a Maybe. while Chris had us uh, staying <laughs> with him. And uh. well, he wasn't there. He he like went somewhere else. But it was really great. It was everything was super organized. I you know what? I mean, cuz he lived on a boat there's at a one time. Point. Yeah, you got to be real. You got to be real efficient when you live on a boat. Yeah, and like he he was all about the uh, the livable uh, vehicles. He had a he had a boat and a van that yeah. you know like a camper van. But you know, there's a time when when cleaning and organizing and tidying is just like it's a great way to spend a couple hours on Sunday. So we're having an audience here uh, tomorrow and Saturday. There's a there's a rental and. Uh, on so on Sunday, I basically just put my headphones in and straight uh, organized and cleaned the lounge, the green room, the bathroom. Spent a couple hours just like doing nothing but but just make making sure this place was public ready, and uh, and it was great. I mean, it felt very good to like get everything in order. And apparently, I missed like the biggest thunderstorm of the year <laughs> <laughs> because I was just like rocking out with my headphones. You know, for quite some time, and you might remember this, I would sleep through New Year's. I would I would fall asleep, and then I'd wake up and it'd be the New Year, and I wouldn't stay up for the changeover. And <laughs> the reason I mention that is that missing things, when you're doing something that you like, isn't necessarily that bad of a thing. And also, it's still a story. Yeah. You know, the, the day that I missed New Year's. Oh, so something we were talking about before... Uh, we were on the stream. Well, first of all, the the one thing that we should say is that this stream, which uh, how many people do we have watching the stream right now, Ben? One, one person. person, and it might it might actually be Steven. I don't. I'm not sure. He's been he's been uh, chatting at uh, the Goody Lawrence phone number. Oh. Uh, he says he says um, the red line should be avoided when you peaked. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Obviously yes. But nothing uh, else. But, uh, so yeah, we have one person watching. So, to that one person watching, we will not be streaming uh, for a couple of episodes, probably, until the stream rig gets it's back all, up. It's, it's all a question of, A, will I have time to set it up before next week's show? And B, does the company want me to set it up? Because it takes up a number of seats in the house... But if we're going to start having audiences again, we don't want, A of all, all these seats to be taken up. And B of all, all this equipment to be, you know, right here with uh, nobody watching it. True, So true. that's a conversation that I need to have with the, uh, with the staff. But the main thing is uh, we will not be streaming, at least, for, at least for one episode. We'll say that. Maybe for, sure. for one episode. Uh, so... But I, the thing I was going to say is I'm trying to get a better streaming setup. I'm going to be getting a camera, hopefully. The one thing I don't know is if we have enough USB. Uh, room that we I, Oh, I would hate to have Not to unplug plugs. something. I didn't think about that. Ah, it should be You fun. know, there's an obvious fix for that. You can just buy a little USB multi-dongle. Might have to do that. So I have a number of them. The, the other thing is, and we've talked about this, I am now too overweight. I am up to 210 pounds, which is too much for me. And I don't what's know your, exactly what I'm going to do. What's your average? Like, what, 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 not your goal, but what do you normally hover around? Like, well... When I was when I was in Seattle walking around every day and all that, about 180. And okay. when I moved here, about 200. So it's not that much more than my what my it's average that Midwest was. barbecue, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, and there's there's the other there's the other thing of just I fe I think better when I'm eating. That's what I'll say. It's a uh, it's one way of regulating my uh, my the way my brain works but unfortunately see here's what's been happening i have been waking up at 4:25 in the morning every day with my back just hurting like crazy 
and Jennifer informed and me. And we, 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 oh. we discovered it's not, this, not the pillow. Right. I thought it was the pillow, but it's just that I happened to buy the pillow while I was already also putting on weight. I think. Yeah. But Jennifer says that uh, I have stopped breathing in the night several times. So that's... And so that wakes you... That you choke yourself awake and then you go back to sleep? Um, this is the thing is she never... She never talked about me choking myself awake, so I don't know how it exactly works. Because that's, I mean, that's that that's a pretty common thing, right? That's I don't know if that's technically sleep, sleep apnea, apnea or yeah, whatnot, yeah. but yeah. And and it happened before when I had put on weight before, and it stopped when I lost weight. So we're hoping that should do be. Do you normally do you normally sleep on your back? Like, does human anatomy not really allow if you sleep on your back for like somebody who's carrying a few extra pounds? Does it compress your lungs and makes it harder to breathe? I think that's kind of what it is. And here's the thing is, I, uh, when I was a kid, I would sleep on my stomach all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> when, when your stomach is bigger than it normally is sleeping on your stomach isn't the same like so i put a pillow on my chest in order to flatten make a flat surface for myself to to lie down on uh and then i don't have it as much but my back still hurts my way my back hurts no matter what that's the big problem yeah uh and it doesn't hurt that's the thing is it doesn't hurt when i'm walking around it only hurts when I've been sleeping for a while, so it's it's weird. But something to watch out for. They gotta sell something that allows you to sleep standing up, right? Like astronauts do. Well, I have you know I have a I have a a, a chair that I sleep in sometimes, and that really helps. But Jennifer doesn't like when I sleep in the chair. It's weird. I toss I toss and turn too much when I sleep to 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 be like. Uh, confined to something like me, that. Me too, normally, but after a while you get used to it. It's like, imagine if you will that you're sleeping on a branch of a tree. Eventually you learn not to roll <laughs> over as much. Just Yeah, that's why all those panthers don't fall out of trees. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that we know of. I mean, really, that honestly, how, yeah, how long how long I mean, natural know? selection. All, all the panthers that fell out of trees just died off. Yeah, exactly. And left us, you know. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's, For those it's of you funny, who believe the, in evolution, the way that you said that, uh, all the panthers, the fellow trees, just died off, like they, like they just died off, like they died off this week. Didn't you hear? <laughs> they all just yeah. boom. That's yeah. not that's not how evolution works, though. They all fell at once. That's the thing is that evolution. I get it. Some people don't get it, but I totally get it. You understand evolution? I do, Ben. <laughs> Uh, All right, tell me how it works. Okay, so here's what happens. People say, for example, uh, they, this is the wrong thing people say about evolution a lot. Giraffes' necks got longer and longer so that they could eat leaves out of trees. Yeah. No. Giraffes with longer necks were able so to survive <laughs> better, so they reproduced more. That's that's how it works. You you as a you as a as a and I guess it's semantic a lot, but you as a as a species don't go, hey, I want to do this and then evolve to do that. You as a species, in concert with your environment, have a natural selection happen where the people who are more likely to reproduce pass along their traits. That's, That's why it's called natural selection. That's why it's called natural selection and not natural trying really hard. Exactly. That's right. It's not called gymnastics, Ben. <laughs> so, oh, speaking about that, have you seen Jim Cotta? I talked to Jennifer the about this. The nasty back in gymnastics. I'm sorry, what? Uh, Jim Cotta, the, the movie, have you seen it? I have not. Okay, uh, Jennifer was talking about how a lot of the martial arts that we like to watch in movies are really gymnastics more than anything. Like, Jason Statham is a gymnast, first and foremost. And He's a dancer. there is a movie called Gymkata, 
that is all about this guy who is a martial artist and a gymnast and uses his gymnastics martial arts moves to fight a town full of crazy people at one point. And it's pretty awesome. Speaking of awesome, yeah, I just finished season three of the Netflix series Cobra Kai oh. based on the 1980s movie The Karate Kid. Yes. Which I really dug. It's not serious TV. It's something that you, you watch at the end of the day when you're trying to wind down and uh, and you just need some like brain candy. But it's it's charming AF. Well, yeah, I've, I've seen some of it. Uh, and, and for those of you who don't know, spoilers for Cobra Kai, I guess, uh, Johnny, Johnny Lawrence, uh, played by William Zabka, uh, who was the, 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 uh, I, I don't know if I'd call him the primary antagonist of the Karate Kid. He was definitely in that circle. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. uh, he was the, he was the guy that, uh, uh, Daniel kicked in the face with the swan kick at the end of the movie. Yeah, and the, and so it's all about Sorry. how... Spoilers for uh, Karate Kid, oh, yeah. 1984's Karate Kid. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but but really, I mean, that, that show really did a great thing. It's something that I like that the Invisibles comic did at one point in time, where uh, in the Invisibles comic, King Mob shoots a guy who's just a guard. Uh, spoilers for the Invisibles, I guess. Um, yeah, guard gets shot at one point, everybody. Careful. Damn uh, it. But then there's a, there's a, a whole comic that's just that guy's life up until the point that yeah. he gets shot. And it's really nice. In the same way, we get to see uh, how Johnny's defeat affects the rest of his life. And, and uh, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's 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 actually. I mean, it's it's one of those things where like, are episodes for all a half this, hour? Yeah, they're about a half an hour. Okay. The later seasons run kind of like 35, 40 minutes. Um, but the uh, it's Netflix, so they have no time limit. Uh, but it's yeah, it's really great because they're they it sort of like reintroduces you to this character and reimagines like you know he he becomes the sympathetic character. Yep. For the series, and and Ralph Macchio's Daniel, who was you know the hero in in the in the movies in the eighties, is sort of like this jerk now. I mean, he gets kind of rehabilitated as the series goes on, but at first, you're like you are totally in Johnny Lawrence's camp. Yep. Right. He's your guy, and Daniel is like you know this a hole that just is you know happens to be in his life again. But I, I want more of those. I want more, like, rehabilitation stories for, like, minor villains from the 80s. You know, I would love to see... I mean, we kind of got it in in Back to the Future, but, like, a legit, like, Biff storyline, you know? Yeah. Something like something like that. Where, yeah. like, the, where, like, the bad guy's not, like, a murderer or anything, or a rapist or anything like that. The bad guy is just, you know, it just happens to be some sort of, like... You know, kid, young adult who is led astray by maybe uh, you know family or 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 father figure people that aren't really good father figures after all. Although it, it is, there is something to be said of. Did you did you ever see the nineteen eighties? I think it was nineteen eighties uh, or nineties TV show Profit. P R O F I T uh -huh. Profit. I think I have. Uh, it was, it was sort of, it wasn't Dexter, right? But it was kind of a proto sociopath, psychopath as main character TV show. It was a Stephen J. Cannell property. Uh, do you remember Heroes? The TV show I never Heroes? watched it, but I, I, yeah, I remember when it was on. I think we watched one episode when you and I did the, uh, the motel film. Oh, uh, maybe so. The guy who could fly yeah. in that was the main character in profit and he was a business guy, but he would do all these sorts of things to, uh, to get ahead. But then in the end of the day, he would sleep naked in a cardboard box. Cause he was kept in a cardboard box by his parents when he was a kid, just really weird, really a very strange. And I'm sure that it's available 
streaming somewhere now, if nothing else on YouTube. I haven't revisited it, but the idea that you could take a minor villain and see where they are now, like like yeah. in uh, Cobra Kai, is really awesome. And yeah, it'd be great to yeah. explore. Whenever we could get to the point of video and audio being seamlessly created by AI, first of all, goodbye reality. That's no one's going to believe anything anymore because you just punch into your TV, you punch into your meeting machine. I want to see this story and it spits it out. Exactly. That's right. Or you just say, um, you know, I've watched all these things come up with something that I will enjoy. Yeah. You know, it's, and I think that I honestly think can't that, imagine. Sorry, go ahead. can't imagine the writers. I can't imagine the writers guild would be too happy with something like that. Well, that's the thing is that, yeah, the writers guild, the <clears throat> actors guild, all that stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be nuts. Movies are going to be thought of kind of like theater. The, how, how theater is thought of it, it will be a higher art form. It will be. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. film already, oh, Ben, at some point in time, Film will be respected as an art form. What am I talking about? <laughs> Speaking about the the Ayatsi strike. Oh yeah. So I was I was talking to somebody about this. Fill fill in the people who don't know what it is, Ben, if you will, please. Uh, the best I know about so Ayatsi the uh, the 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 union of behind the scenes people in film in tv are under an old media contract and they were promised that uh i don't know what they were promised but the studios the producers uh didn't want to pay more for content that went on streaming services because streaming services were a new thing and they don't know if they're going to make money well now streaming services are making all the money and ayatsi is going to uh go on strike unless their demands for higher pay uh, due to streaming services revenue is met that is my understanding and at one point in time people were like are you really going to go strike against the film industry and a representative from this group said we are the film industry exactly and my statement to that people are like well no new shows then get ready for that and i'm like you know what that's fine i have so <laughs> many shows that I, <laughs> I have to catch up on take a year off can you imagine, yeah. Ben? No new shows well, for a year. Well, they kind of. I mean, they kind of already did when the when the pandemic closed everything last March. You yeah. know, last year we were saying the exact same thing. We're like, say goodbye to new content. Yeah, and then Inside came out. Bo Burnham. And Still haven't seen it. Oh, you should, Ben. You should. I really liked it. That's what I'll say. So uh, yeah. What what I was gonna say though is that Blake Seven Ben, I got BritBox. Do you have BritBox? Do not have BritBox. BritBox I think is worth it. It it really is worth it if you like a lot of British shows, which I do. But one of the things they have that that this is what sold me on it. They have Blake Seven. Blake Seven, if you don't know, one of the writers of Doctor Who around the time that Tom Baker was the Doctor had this project as well. They created it. And you've seen uh, Serenity, right? Yes. Firefly? Yeah. The the model for that was Blake 7. Now, they might oh, so not... this is a show from, like, the 70s? Yeah, that's right. Okay. They may not agree with it. They might not say that they did it. What I mean by that is just... And uh, so Serenity, you've also got... Um, in a little ways, I guess, Farscape, the basic idea of outlaws on a spaceship rather than them being part of the, the government or whatever. These are yeah. these are uh, people that are sort of guns for hire. In, in this case, in, in Blake 7, it's, Blake is a freedom fighter. And so he, he has high ideals and all that. But it is so... Good. I was worried that it was going to be bad, but I've been watching episodes of it, and it is so good still. And there, good. Are, Stephen like, likes it as well. 
For shit, what Stephen likes it? Oh, hey Stephen. Stephen, he's right there with you on on Blake Seven. Hey, uh, here's a here's a conversation for me and and Stephen to have through you, Ben. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Care Care Avon Dungeons and Dragons alignment chart. Where does Stephen think Care Avon falls? If Stephen wants to discuss that, he can call in to the show at 216-586-4524. We'll put you on, Stephen. All right. Um, and you can talk about that. I have nothing to contribute because I had not even heard of this TV show. Ah, well, it's totally worth it, Ben. And, of course, you know, they got Red Dwarf. <clears throat> and they have a lot of British game shows, which I <clears throat> which I like. Speaking of British game like Q- shows, QI, QI is the one. QI I, uh, is on I there. The most. Um, also, uh, eight out of ten cats, I believe it's called. There's one that I saw on YouTube. Uh, I saw it because somebody posted to it because Tom, YouTuber Tom Scott was on one when he was like in college. Uh, Connections is that the name? Oh, of it? I don't know that one. Yeah. All I right. Know. I think I think it's called Connections, but it's these kids are smart, dude. It's like. I don't like. I can hold my own when it comes to like Jeopardy, but this crap. What is what is it just, exactly? What do um, you what do you do? Uh, you have to find the connection. So they'll they'll have like a category, and then so they'll have a category like music, okay. right? And then they'll have Buck, uh-huh. and you have to try to you have to try to guess what the next one or what the final one is. They have like three empty things. Oh, okay. and you have to gonna... guess what the final thing is going to be. <laughs> At first, I was like, right? It's music. They have Bach, and you have to guess what the final thing is. And I'm like, what? But so so what the what's the final name? So Bach. So you maybe guess you might think composer or you might think classical. And then the next one is Pearl Jam. And oh. you have to guess what the connection is, what's connecting these, and you lose points the more clues you get. And oh, so the next okay. one, so, so the next were... one's gonna, yeah. So it was. I I'm very interested in that. I'm gonna see if they have it. They might have it. Look at it. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of these episodes are like full length episodes on YouTube. It's 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 a lot of fun to watch actually. But you know some of these some of these clues. It's like when you when you. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the game show Says You on NPR, but again, it's one of those things where it's like, these contestants have to have the answers beforehand, because how can you get this answer? So the one the one other thing I would say is, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to follow up on the 8 out of 10 cats. I didn't really like 8 out of 10 cats that much, but like, oh, so Jimmy Carr, you know Jimmy Carr. Of course I do. He's the he's We're the good host. pals, we go back to college. Yeah, here we go. He's the host of it. Yeah. And it's them talking about, like, news reports or statistics or something like that. But at one point in time, there's this TV show also on the on the same network called Countdown. That's all about doing anagrams and, and adding and subtracting numbers to get to a certain thing. And yeah. they did that. Eight- that show too is is pretty intense. Those guys are those the those people are super smart. On so countdown. so they have a show now called Eight Out of Ten Cats Do Countdown, where the people from this other show took over the countdown set for a while, and it became the most popular thing. And it's yeah, it's really I've, good. Oh, I haven't the, seen it, but I but it, YouTube recommends that to me probably because I've watched I've watched Connections, I've watched QI when uh, Stephen Fry was the host. I've have, watched all these uh, British shows. Have you watched Would I Lie to You? I don't think I've seen that one, but I have. I mean, the I think one of the reasons why YouTube constantly recommends all these shows to me, which I haven't watched, is because I would. There was a point in time where I hoovered up um, the uh, uh, year in review uh, quiz show hosted by Jimmy Carr, the name of which escapes me. Of course, I watched all of them. Oh right, um, you know that might the, be eight uh, out of ten. The best year quiz, the, the, the best quiz of the year, or something oh, like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Fact, yeah. Big fat quiz of the year. That's the that's name right. Of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, which that's I like as something... well. Uh, 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 no fielding on that. Always a pleasure. No fielding. It's where I got my. It's where I got uh, my intro to a lot of British uh, comedians and personalities. Richard Iwade, also. Uh, who is? Well, I saw him first on the IT crowd, but um, yeah. 
Jonathan Ross. I think I first saw Jonathan Ross on yeah, he Big was Fat on Quiz. Those. That's right. <clears throat> um. So, Stephen didn't call in, obviously. He's not called in, but he says 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown is the best version of both shows. Yes. The, see, he, yes. Yes, absolutely. It, it just works. And, uh, yeah, I can't have a, Oh, and then Taskmaster. Have you ever seen Taskmaster, Ben? I have not seen Taskmaster. That, I highly Taskmaster. recommend Taskmaster. They tried to do one in the, in the United States with, uh, your friend of mine, Reggie Watts, as the Taskmaster. It oh, did really? not go well. Yeah. Which is too bad. <laughs> you mean, uh, I find I find that amazing because everything Reggie does is gold. I will say this. It was not Reggie's I'm not fault. Saying that, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, facetiously. No, uh, no. It was <clears throat> it was absolutely not Reggie's fault that it did not do well. All and the suits got in the way, man. That's all I will say. Uh, I believe <laughs> I believe this is the case. Yes. Yeah. If it it's one of those situations where if you let Reggie do what Reggie wants to do, it's going to go great. The more conditions you put on him, he'll still do his best. And it will be better than anyone else would do under those circumstances. But you know this as well as I do, man. The suits kill the comedy, Ben. I know that so well. I I I always tell this story whenever Reggie Watts comes up in conversation with people around here who don't know or who know of him but don't know they used to hang he used to hang around here. Yeah. That um <clears throat> there was one spin the bottle in um what is now the tin table in the Oddfellows Hall. It used to be the Velocity Dance Studio and he was on the bill and he was like the third act or something. And we would always lock the doors when the show started to, you know, prevent people from just walking in. Well, uh, I'm just hanging out in the hallway and I hear this knocking on the door. I open it up. There's Reggie. He is on next. He goes out when it's time, you know, he, he gets there literally like five minutes before he's, he yep. goes on stage. He may have even been like bumped. You know, Brett might have actually had someone go on because Reggie wasn't there. Yep. Something like that might have happened. He goes out on stage, wows the crowd, you know, does a brilliant, like, 10, 15 minutes, and then leaves. And he just leaves. Yep. That, that. Which is, well, you're, you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You just experienced the Reggie Watts tornado. And, and there was one time, which I remember <clears throat> very, very well, where we had not gone on yet, and Reggie just showed up. And he did a thing, and then he left. And I forget what we did, but it was it was one of those things where you and I were just looking at each other. And there are some nights when this happened. We do our best every single night, but there are some nights where we're just like, well, let's get this over with. And we well, go on one and of do the our things thing. That, one of the things that we were always afraid of is, even though we did like pretty unique stuff, we were always afraid of somebody doing a version of what we were going to do, but better. Yes. And we would have to follow that. Like, it seemed like almost every time we were going to play music, there was a band before us. Yes. Or or a classically trained... Here is a classically trained cellist who's going to <laughs> improvise for five minutes. And and then we're like, well, great. Here's our two-chord song <laughs> about the also, fact that I can't stop pooping out monkeys or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, when when Reggie had you know when we had the Reggie Watts tornado, I, I failed to mention that the stress that the uh, the be, uh, the beleaguered uh, spin the bottle stage manager at the time had to go through. Uh, one Mr. Stephen McCandless, who probably had to deal with this more than the curator of the show, and uh, so so yes, Stephen, I uh, I got that. Oh, and he just reminded me of a um, of another story. Where uh, we had a at uh, Spin the Bottle, we had a performer show up. He was gonna sing a song, and he showed up, and he's like, "Does anybody have a guitar?" <laughs> and so Stephen found him a guitar, and this was at th at this time we were doing it at the um, 
just down the hall from Velocity at Freehold. Yeah. And and uh, that wasn't our theater. We rented it once a month. We didn't have anything there. Yet Steven was able to find uh, this performer a guitar to play for his song. And the report, they were like, oh, this guitar? Mm, don't know. Kidding. <laughs> oh, hey, here's something. This is hot gossip, Ben. Hot gossip. Ooh, hot gossip. You know, Richard Watts doesn't notes. listen to our podcast. So uh, this will be, be fine. But I remember the first time I ever saw someone looping music on stage, and it was not Reggie Watts. Reggie started doing it after this person. Do you know who this person is? Was it Ivory Smith? It was absolutely Ivory Smith. First yes. person I've, I, I ever saw <laughs> in my life doing that as a, as a thing. Was it, what's, what's her song, Land Mine? Yeah, I think we're thinking of the same thing. I just can't remember the, la- the name of the yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. But it's about, it's about like, drowning or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I remember it being magic, being like, oh, I can't imagine. This is amazing. Yeah, How? And I then, remember that performance. And then, of course... <laughs> When Reggie Watts got a looper, I was like, well, this is, that's it. That's it. Nobody else. Although there's a guy uh, named Mark Revelate. It's, it's, it's a French last name. Um, and I wish I could remember it. Mark Because Re- this is too bad, too. Because somebody said to him, somebody said that, that, I needed to change my name for show business. And I said, you know who Zach Alphanakis is, right? And they're like, yes, yeah, so that's not going to... Rebel- Rebel- His real Rebel- name is Joe Smith. <laughs> Mark Rebelit. Rebel- Just look up Mark Rebel and then Looping. And he's uh, he's really good. He he does he does his own thing. Mark Ribelet? Yeah, Mark Ribelet. R e b i l l e t. Yeah, I believe so. And and he has like he's a got a video on, and a glass. Yeah, he's got a video on YouTube called the Loop Daddy. Yep, yep. He's he's really good. And he and uh, he and Reggie Watts had a had a little jam session at one point in time, and it went pretty well. I I got to see an outtake yeah. of it. Um, so yeah, but I have a looper now. And and I have not done anything with my looper for some time. Uh oh, low battery. You've also not done anything with your video. It's low battery time, Ben. Yo. I got. Well, I we got, got we got four minutes left until five, and uh, like uh, probably seven minutes left until we complete a full hour. Yeah, I got 20 percent battery left. Ben, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna that keep should on, be plenty. We're gonna keep on going until my phone quits. And when my phone quits, <laughs> I'm still going to talk for an hour. You can do whatever you... I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the hour out. I'm going to still keep on talking. You can keep talking also if you want to, or you can, as as we say, uh, tap out, Ben. Either way. But this is still going to be an hour whenever my phone dies. If Probably we haven't finished. Probably will tap by out. The time my phone so well, we once should... we finish, I get to tear down all this uh, nice equipment and and store it away in a secure place. Exactly. Speaking of storing it away in a secure place, hey, Betty! Oh. We'll see. Hooray. They may show up, they may not. Who can say? They can say. And Betty knows that uh, they don't have to do this, right? Yep. I I tell them all the time. But I, I do, I do wonder. Of course. Wait, what's happening? Oh, okay. What's Betty happening? is eating dinner, so there will not right be on. a not be a Betty. Uh, I'm really hungry. Uh, well, it is almost I eight. I don't know if I if I mentioned this, but I have no. It's not. No, it's not Ben. It's almost huh? seven. Oh, that's right. I keep yeah. thinking East Coast time. Yep. Nope. Uh, I am Central time. Oh, Central. Uh, speaking about which, we went to Uranus, Missouri again. 
No, you didn't. Uh, we totally did. Yep. What's 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 up in Uranus, Missouri? Ben, Uranus, Missouri. If you don't know this, uh, I can't believe I haven't told you. Uranus, Missouri has a fudge factory, and the slogan <laughs> is "The best fudge comes from Uranus." <laughs> this is absolutely one hundred percent true. Oh my god! And uh, if you don't believe me, uh, j- take a look at my shirt, Ben. Take a look at my shirt. Can you see my shirt? Uranus, Uranus Fudge Factory on Historic Route 66 in Uranus, Missouri. The best fudge comes from Uranus. Look at that. I forgot that I was wearing this shirt. I was like, if there was only a way that I could prove to Ben that, oh, wait a second. I got the shirt on. And it's great because it it has a shooting range, uh, which wasn't open because it didn't have uh, bullets. Because ammunition is hard to come by. Because everybody's hoarding it. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, it's awesome. weird. It's so happy it's for a, America. It's it really is a a <clears throat> sort of testimony to America because there's this. It's called Uranus. There's the Uranus Fudge Factory. They have an escape room. They with a Nikolai Tesla themed escape room. They have a freak show and carnival museum. And it's, it's really great. There is a, there, there is a sword swallower who works for the side zero museum. Her name is cat. She has, uh, tattoos of, uh, spots all over her. Cat. Uh, leopard spots. Like, yeah. And cat is, is, it's watching her perform is kind of amazing because she swallows the sword right and there's a like a like a electric generator uh electric field generator you know one of those things like you put your your hands on it your hair stands on it one of those things i don't know what they're called okay uh and she'll swallow the sword and then put it next to the thing and it zaps from the thing to the sword while she's got it down her throat ouch feels like it might hurt Yes. Now, here is the thing, though, about Cat, is that Cat's stage banter. I am going to do an impression of Cat's stage banter, and this is not, I am not making fun of her. This is not hyperbole. This is exactly how it goes. I once saw that maybe, well, we have a two-headed snake here, and now, from what I understand, it works in Congress. Like that, like like she, like she's she's memorized the words, and it's very workmanlike. Yeah. This is a this is a sword, and I'm gonna put the sword in my throat, and you should never put a sword in your throat when you're in your anus. And then you know that kind of like it's all. <clears throat> I I can't just I can't do I can't do it justice because. I'm trying too hard. She is not trying too hard. She's just doing. She's like, I have, I have a job. I'm going to get on this stage. I'm going to tell these jokes in this order. I'm going to swallow a sword. I'm going to zap it. And then I'm going to be done. Probably like she's a circus performer, but not a stage performer. So maybe she's, she's nervous about being in front of people, but you know, Oh no, she's, she's not nervous. That's the best thing. She she knows that she has to be there. She's doing. I mean, Ben. The is it coolness. Shtick? I don't. Here's the thing. If it's shtick, it's brilliant, <laughs> amazing. And if it's not shtick, it's still pretty amazing <clears throat> because she has to deal with some unique people who come in there there betty betty and i were in the museum and there was a group coming in and they're like well mom look at her look at her she's got she got spots painted all on her and the the cat was like these are actually tattoos they're tattoos you got tattoos and and then cat's like okay first of all why are you behind the counter now that's not that's not what we do so just get on the other side of the counter. And so then she, they get out of the counter 
and then it's like, do you want to do you want to see me swallow a sword? There's going to be a show. You just have to pay this much to get in the museum. And they're like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Well, okay, I'll do that. Like that that kind of just this weird level of 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 interpersonal reaction. Like they're there, but they aren't really people like they aren't they aren't doing the things that you want people to do like hi how are you here we are in the thing like i have learned to do small i hate small talk but i have learned to do it the hard part for me is the dismount right yeah so i'm talking to you well you know this you've seen it already every single time in our relationship when it's time for me to leave (laughs) when you stay there and i'm leaving i have a hard time like okay well guess i'm going all right see you later paul yeah gonna go i'll go out the door then and i'll see you yeah and it really does take me Apparently that machine that sparks or not sparks or yeah I guess it does spark. It's called a Van de Graaff generator. Yeah, a Van de Graaff generator. That is absolutely correct. Thanks, Ben. It's very good. Oh, that wasn't that was no. all, Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Van de Graaff generator. Um. Oh. Real time uh, fact checking. Lavar Burton no longer wants to do Jeopardy. By the way. Yeah, saw that. Uh, now we get now we get uh, Ken Jennings and uh, Maya Bialik, which both of them are delightful. I find, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I I thought Ken Jennings was a, would be a great successor to uh, to Alex Trebek. Uh, he seems affable enough. Yeah, and and uh, I know that she, Malik <clears throat> doesn't want to do it forever. That's something that that it's fine because it's temporary. So who knows? Malik. Yeah. You mean Mayim? Malik. What did I say? I said Malik. Malik is Mayim somebody. Bialik. Yeah, Malik is somebody completely different. Uh, I you just... sort of squished the two names together. Yes, that is correct. Sorry, everybody. Well, speaking of squishing two names together, I think it's time. It's time for the Goody Lawrence podcast to say goodbye. Oh no, Ben. That's where you're wrong. We still have no. A minute. I've got us and a half. No, I got us. I got us at over an hour, so we're done. Oh, we're well, done here. Well, Ben, uh, guess what? <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the the time that we've recorded. Remember, we had a false start, uh, Ben. Something's wrong with your uh, with your internal clock, there, Paul. Oh no, I don't think so, Ben. I'm I've been recording this whole time. Remember when we started, and you're like, "Oh, did we stop?" Was that a false start? And I said yes, and then I had to... That's that's what's happened. <clears throat> and trust me, Ben, nobody wants to leave this this last two minutes of the podcast more than me, but I'm, I'm soldiering on. <laughs> My phone has not died yet, so that's good. Um, Are you still going to keep on doing the show even after we stop streaming and stop recording? You're just going to do stay there until your phone dies? Uh, no, no. Just as a the, matter the, of principle? No, the, the, I was going to continue... To the end of this hour, whether or not my phone died. So if my phone dies, then I will continue on with my phone off. But if the minute ends before my phone goes off. The hour. Then, then oh shoot. That's right. The hour. Well, I meant the minute, like this last minute. Are we in the last final minute? We are in the last minute starting. Yeah. Boys, okay. Zoom does not like that noise. I'll We're tell in the you last minute. <laughs> Nobody likes that noise, Ben. And I can tell you for a fact <laughs> that uh, Jennifer had suggested that because I would do it to Betty when she was a little baby. And Jennifer's like, you're You've traumatizing ruined- her. And I'm yeah, like, oh, I, Betty. Think, I think she likes it. And then uh, finally I said, hey, Betty, you remember this? And she's like, yeah, I hate it. So I was like, okay. So Jennifer won that one. There's a lot of things. I'm so glad that Jennifer uh, stopped me from doing like 
psychological testing on Betty, things like that. It's a, a much a much better life for her than if I had sole uh, input into what Betty's upbringing would have been like. Uh, one we can give you the laundry list one day. after another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking about which, hey Ben, keep it wrong, buddy. Hey, Paul, keep it wrong. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.